Welcome, my chingos, to the after show for episode 112. If this is your first time tuning into our podcast, this is not the main episode. This is the fake news of the main episode where we talk about random topics of interest. been quite a while since we've done an after show yeah an actual after show and we got a very special one for you this is a this is like a shout out to one of our oldest oldest after shows where it is just for real random topics right we've done producer spotlights we've done top 10 lists we did the k-pop roundtable last time but this one um we're gonna talk about kind of a lot of random stories kind of big ones kind of small ones from the last month we don't normally talk about stories that much uh, we're not going to talk about gossip. Uh, none of that he said, she said stuff. There's a lot of other podcasts that uh, delve into that kind of stuff. Um, some of this is not even very important. But the fun thing is, is that Josh Me. doesn't really know what I'm going to pick to talk about. No, it's going to be right off my dome, off the top of my head. So we used to, it's not wasn't a reoccurring segment, but we did do used to do a thing called uh, dumpster diving. Yeah. And this is a random dumpster diving or blind dumpster diving because this motherfucker. It's like, am I going to be dumpster diving in the back of a 7-Eleven? Am I going to be dumpster diving in the back of a Hilton hotel? Who well, knows? It'd be a GS25 because this is Korea and uh, or a, a, a love hotel and not. Both of those are not good, though. Both are not, not good. Well. Neither is our podcast. So hey. here we go with the very first story. We're going to start with the biggest story. Okay. Um, before, this is the only one that Josh knows of because we had to watch a video. And uh, I want to talk about this K-pop, and I'm using air quotes here, K-pop group EXP. Now, if you don't know, EXP is, uh, from first glance, they are four Americans uh, four bros from America, three uh, white ones, and one who's uh, half white and half Asian. Um, none of them are Korean or have anything related to Korean. None of them apparently can speak Korean, but they came to Korea and released a music video. Now, this group, interesting, uh, as Josh knows, right? They yes. are kind of a product of kind of a like a thought experiment or like a I, I don't know what to call it exactly. Yeah. Um, but they released a music video. It's called Feel Like This. So, Josh, what do you think of this idea of a K-pop group with no Koreans? It's confusing, uh, for one, because we do have a lot of K-pop groups that have international members. You know, um, a lot of famous K-pop groups actually have a lot of international members, like just off the top of my head, twice. I think maybe half of their members are, are international. You know, three people are from Japan, one from Taiwan. And that, for me, is is obviously okay because they they pretty much come here and they learn the language, they learn the culture, they learn 
like kind of in and outs of the industry and they go through this training system in order to become K-pop idols. And for me, that's fine. But uh, th- this is a little bit different because they aren't technically, I guess, K-pop idols in my mind because they didn't go through any sort of training system. They didn't you know, learn the language itself. They're not particularly young, you know? And so it, for me, it's really, really strange uh, just in general. But I don't know if I would go as far to find it offensive, though, because some people find it really, really offensive. Some, some people think, uh, you know, it's like appropriating culture and things like that. So uh, I'm kind of in the middle of the road about it. Uh, it doesn't make me happy. I don't like to see it, but it also doesn't outrage me, if that makes any sense. So what if what if the song was good? The song is not good. Right. But what if in this world, like they didn't go through the idol training system. Um, they were just like four dudes that were like they pretty much just answered like an online ad, but they just happen to be good. Would you be cool with that? Like, would you want to see them on variety? Not variety shows, um, like Music Bank or or any of that stuff. I actually would not uh, because if like one, if you don't s- speak Korean, I don't think you really have a right to kind of make Korean music just like. Uh, if you don't kind of adapt to a certain culture, you have no right to produce kind of cultural memes, I guess, or cultural kind of, what, what's the word I'm looking for? So you, you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, unless you like adapt to the culture, unless you assimilate to the culture, you shouldn't be making stuff like this, in my opinion. So if they spoke Korean, like okay. if they were actively trying to quote-unquote assimilate we're getting a little trumpy here but uh if they're trying to assimilate to the korean culture you'd be more okay with it is is kind of what you're saying yeah i think it's more of a respect thing rather than anything else like if they you know started from a young age and went through the k-pop kind of training regimen and kind of the proper avenues quote-unquote then i think i would take them more seriously because if you kind of look at kind of Korean Americans also a lot of Korean Americans like will get scouted and they'll come here going through the system and I mean you look at you know idols like Amber as well like she's technically not Korean right she's I think Taiwanese if I want to if I want to like cause trouble I think she's Taiwanese American but I I mean I have no problem with Amber a lot of people have no problem with Amber SM might have a problem with Amber but right well that's not for the record that's not the question I'm asking I'm asking They are not in the system. Right. They this they are still in an art project. It's totally outside of the normal K-pop system, but they are trying to assimilate themselves. If they're trying? Like they're learning Korean. They're, you know, they they're I, I do think these uh, four gentlemen uh, live in Korea now, or at least as mm. part of this project for a set uh, time, you know. I, I just can't really take it seriously. It just feels like a gimmick to me you know like oh we have four non-korean dudes making a band it, it seems very gimmicky kind of like i, I mean i don't want to upset any people but kind of like the jackie chan's kind of k-pop group like jackie jackie chan chan yeah the jjcc i i mean i can't really take them too seriously to be honest but i still take them more seriously than these guys wait why, why don't you take jackie jackie chan chan seriously i mean I, it just feels like it just, just feels because like a jackie chan is 
Yeah, but it's not like they were doing like martial arts or had any real right, right, association right. with Jackie Chan. I don't know why. I mean, why. to be fair, yeah, you're right. I don't know why you single them out. But I'm just, I'm just saying that it kind of, even for them, it's a little bit kind of weird for me. And these guys are even more so weird than that. Okay. I mean, I don't really quite, you know, you're picking on the Chan Chans. Yeah, I'm not really pick. I'm not trying to pick on them. I'm just saying that it's it's strange for me to see a gimmick like that. Like Jack, Jackie Chan tried to get into the K-pop industry by making this group. So do you And I can't really dis- disassociate that kind of gimmick, even though there is nothing technically gimmicky about it. Yeah, that's why I'm a little confused why right. you're calling it a gimmick. It's just he had money, so he was like, hey, guys. Um, but to get past that, okay. uh, would you have rather it be a leg- legit attempt at breaking into K-pop, or would you rather it be how it really is, which is it's just an art project? Like, it's not for real reels. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I just... Like, if you're going to do it, I personally feel like you should just... You you should commit to it, right? You should try. Like, there was that one white guy, I forgot his name, that he also tried to get into the K-pop scene. Oh, I remember, um, yeah. Unsuccessfully. Very unsuccessful, if I remember correctly. You know, but I, I, that was a legit try. He wasn't like, JK, guys, this was just for funsies. It was like, no, he really wanted to break in, right? And these, you know, for the record, the head headmaster mind behind this is a Korean, someone named Bora Kim, and she's an an artist and a soci- sociologist. And like the whole uh, reasoning behind the project is because she found the idea of these Korean boy groups very interesting, which is like she didn't really understand w- like what they were going for. Like I think in the article, I don't know if I uh, agree with what she says. And I'm paraphrasing what she says, but she's like saying how the boy groups in Korea uh, are mainly for girls, right? That's usually the target audience, but she didn't understand why they would do hip hop, but then also look like pretty boys in makeup and then also be cutesy at the same time. It's like they're all these different competing things for for, for like one audience. Um, So she was like, oh man, like, I want to make a group to do that too, to, you know, to fill in the void of, of, of white people in the K-pop world, but also have them act very friendly and boyish and touch each other. And, you know, things that are not standard to American K-pop or American pop. Yeah. I think that's kind of what confuses me the most. Like why, why, why are you making this group? You know, like we were talking about that one guy who legitimately tried to make it into the industry. Like his goal was to become a K-pop star. That's, I can, respect that um i mean he didn't really make good very good music didn't really market or brand himself very well but this group i mean i guess she claims that it's just a social experiment or whatever whatever it just seems so so half-assed for lack of a better word i just Hmm. don't know why she's doing it just for because it just seems to me just for like kicks and giggles actually see i i I would think it's the opposite of half-assed. It's like over-assed. It's like too much. It was like, yeah. It was like she had this idea of like, wouldn't it be funny if uh, like we got four white dudes and made a K-pop band, and then she got went out, got funding, found four dudes, found a producer to make a song, made a music video, flew them to create. You know, like yeah. that's not half-assed. That's like she over-assed it. That's my. That's I think that's kind of like my argument. She, she's she's bullshitting herself about what this is all about right 
you don't go through all this trouble just for a quote-unquote social experiment, just for fun and kicks and giggles, right? Oh, you think she legitimately think thinks she she thought she was onto something and was like, yeah. man, like maybe we I could be super famous with this famous boy group. Isn't yeah, it? and maybe she's trying to cover her bases now and be like, oh, it's just a social experiment. If they fail, you know, like, oh, whatever. You know, it's not like I was really trying, whatever, you know. I mean, this is something that's been in the works for a very long time. I think two, three years. That's what I'm saying. Um, what, uh, why spend all that time? I mean, art, art, man. You just don't understand art, man. It's just art. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to call this art. I just find it kind of uh, funny because I kind of get why you use half-ass. Because, for example, they legitimately found kind of four just random good-looking dudes. They're not even that good-looking. Sorry. Four decently-looking dudes. Um, they did at least learn to sing the song in Korean. The, the song is in Korean. But they didn't learn to dance. And, like, if you're going to make a K-pop group, the dancing is arguably almost as important as the the singing part right so like if you're really going to commit to this quote-unquote art project then you you probably should have really committed and, and moved these guys to korea have them learn korean have them practice six months to dance and like gave it a legitimate shot and that i feel like is a better ex- experiment you know i guess to mix our words together it's like she over asked the wrong parts and under asked the real part. <laughs> yeah, I, to- I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, the the article, if I if I'm I haven't read it myself, but I'm just kind of going off of what you said. The paraphrase. If she's like, oh, I'm really you know curious about these boy groups and why they do this. Steven and I, we've lived in Korea for almost four years now, and I I would I have an opinion about why they do that, just from observing and being part of Korean culture and. For her to be like, oh, I don't know why that's so. That's why I'm making this group. Like, I don't think that's true at all. If she is Korean or Korean American, she should know why these groups do what they do. It's just, it's the same reason why, you know, there's groups with like 10, 12 people in them. Because you, you're you trying to capture the the broad range of the, the market. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why they do hip hop, the reason why they change up their style so much is because they want to appeal to a different lot of different kind of audience not a lot of a lot of uh, people in the same audience if that makes any sense right right so it's there's this uh, article it's like kind of an interview with Bora Kim right um which actually to be fair i don't know if it's a man or a woman Bora Bora is a woman's name yeah sister is Bora right although i did re- make that mistake with Jimin cuz G-Men's like a gender neutral name. Yeah, it's a little bit more. Because um, there are, you know, BTS is G-Men and then there are like AOA's G-Men. Anyways, um, like the literally the first sentence is, or sorry, the, I'll take that back. Literally the second sentence is, it was almost, like, it was like, how did this project of yours begin? And she said, it was almost an overnight explosion with size Gangnam style. And the way that the Korean press and public dealt with this phenomenon intrigued me. So like, this sounds like somebody who, who didn't know of K-pop, despite being Korean, before a size Gangnam style. Like, if you credit the explosion of K-pop to Gangnam style, then you're fucking wrong. Man. You're wrong, no. Like, do do people kind of know of K-pop more because of size Gangnam style? Maybe? In the Western world, definitely. Right. But yeah. that the Hallyu wave has been waving for, for quite a long time. For before, almost a couple of decades, so. even. If I remember correctly, Psy, when that video came out, not not... A lot of people credit it to like K-pop. 
they didn't see it as K-pop. They saw it more as like a joke video. Like it was funny and clever and, you know. It's not like Psy. Well, that's not to say. Maybe there are some listeners out there that was like, you know, I only knew of K-pop because of Psy. And then I clicked a related video or like I I I saw Hyona in that Psy video and then blah, blah, blah. So uh, I don't want to say that nobody, right? Of course. uh, Went down that rabbit hole, but. Anyways, on a related story, because this was like kind of a legitimate attempt, right, at making a legitimate sort of uh, attempt at making a boy group, a K-pop group. Uh, On the other flip side, we never talked about the kind of joke K-pop group of BGA, which is... um, uh, Nigahiga, Wong Fu, David Choi, and this other guy, uh, and Justin Chan, I think he's an actor. Thank you for that, because yeah. I would never remember their names. Um, so they have this kind of joke K-pop group. They released a video a while ago. What's the video called? Uh, uh, this the current one or the first? The one? first one. Uh, something about poop, if I remember correctly. It was like, like, I need dong, a poop. Dong something something. Oh yeah, dong, dong saya day. Yeah. Um, I have to poop. And I actually really liked that video. I, I thought it was like not a super tryhardy. Um, kind of like a light kind of tickling of what's funny about K-pop, right? Right. And, you know, the video was a normal length. <laughs> and like, there wasn't a story. It was like, they were telling the story through the video. It, it, it was fine. But the this new one, I thought was, I actually thought it was kind of terrible. Um, Josh and I just watched it for the first time 30 minutes ago. But I remember when this video came out um, a while ago that, People were like really excited about it and thought it was hilarious and funny. And and I I just I, I feel like I was actually more against this video than I was uh the random white people. But but for like different reasons. What what reasons would that be though? Like for so the first BGA video, it was just kind of making fun of how ridiculous kind of uh, some boy group videos were like. Right? Kind of like a one off. Yeah. One-off um, parody or... Right. They weren't really parodying. They were just kind of like, oh, make." they're kind of making a very light joke, like a le- very surface-level joke. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You know, boy, boy groups are kind of ridiculous, and they wear ridiculous things. They have ridiculous hair, and, they, you know, they can sing about whatever they want. It doesn't matter because nobody really cares about the lyrics, right? And this one really felt to me that, like, after... I don't know how many years it's been, but it's like they didn't actually do any research on k-pop like the set designer whoever did their outfits and whoever did their set really knows k-pop they i think that part is really good like they found a lot of empty warehouses a lot of great just like looking equivalent to like the nugu group videos right there were Um, there were a few gems in this video you're right yeah but the actual like skit of it of this whole idea of like none of it has anything to do with k-pop really literally none of it none of the actual video or this or or the or the the topic of it had anything to do with k-pop i i actually found it kind of lame it was just more like making fun of boy bands in general not really a k-pop boy band like a lot of it was very cringy for me like this is not the first video i think was somewhat enjoyable because there were there was a lot of parodies that as a k-pop fan myself like I can identify with. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a joke. That's a running joke. But this one, I, I really can point my finger at too many things that, like you said, are kind of K-pop jokes. And for that fact, it's not really that funny. 
because a lot of the jokes that they did use are just rehashes of the jokes from the first video. Maybe we should have rewatched that first one too because I don't really remember it. Um, so I don't want to spend too long on this. I, I just thought it was funny that um, in like the last month or so, there was this kind of joke K-pop video and then also another kind of joke K-pop video, right? And they were both very interesting and kind of a failure in my my head oh, uh, for different reasons. For sure. Um, but like, I, you know, I think I said this in Slack like a year, um, um, felt like a year ago. But like, it's cool to see, you know, mainstream people talk about K-pop, you know, like when a big channel, I mean, Nigga Higgas has one of the biggest YouTube channels right on YouTube. Like, it's cool and it's interesting to see them talk about K-pop. But if I were to bet, it felt like 90% of the people who contributed to the script writing and the process of making this video didn't doesn't actually watch k-pop <laughs> like they probably I, know almost nothing about k-pop yeah i really didn't feel like there were there were any like there were so many kind of hidden you could have done like a lot of big bang jokes i feel like you could have done some beat a lot of bts stuff and I how mean, they tried to make a bts joke right but it was not funny at all oh i mean I, what was a beat like about armies and like bts they thought it was like behind the scenes oh okay yeah okay very i didn't even get that one very Sorry. cringy and lame uh, I just mean like they, if anything, they could have like aped how ridiculous um, a, a BTS, one of those symbolic BTS videos are. And they could have made a faux, super artsy that makes no sense video. Like that to me is a way more um, satirical, yeah, satirical take on current K-pop, not just this generic idea of a boy group. Um, but anyways, I see this is the thing with this after show, guys. I have no idea what we're going to really talk about and what Josh feels on certain things, what I feel on certain things. So this is, this is probably the most like live and in, you know, in your, in your ear holes, this is ever going to get Yeah, doing it live. Um, well, let's do something a little fun. Okay. It, this is just kind of a fun fact, but um, some EXO fans, they bought Sehun from EXO, this tiny, tiny plot of land in Scotland so that they can call him Lord. So he's a Lord. He's an official Lord. Because his fans bought him a tiny plot in Scotland. Interesting. Like, like, how big is this plot of land? See, at first, when I saw the story, I was like, damn, man. Like, I know some fans, like, get together and they spend a lot of money. Like, I remember just recently, I think for Jessica's, for SNSD's birthday, um, they got they got her a video played on the Times Square, uh, the Times Square big-ass TV. Like, billboard, yeah. Um, and, like, that's probably a lot of money if you're on the big-ass TV on in the Times Square um, uh, square, <laughs> Times Square TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the TV and the Times Square Square TV. And so I was like, damn, how much money they made? And then I think in the comments it said like it was like a forty dollar like tiny tiny like make I'm making like a a square with my hands like that's how big this this tiny thing of land is. Um, Just for kicks and giggles. Yeah, but like that's pretty funny. I though. thought that's pretty funny. Like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, you, you, now you can call him Lord. You know? Yeah, now you call him Lord Sehun. Um, all right. Another one, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Amber recently, well, I guess not so recently, but within the last month, she made some Instagram comments, right, uh, about how she's not happy with SM. Well, she never specifically says anybody. But we know. Yeah. um, We know. And, you know, we've kind of mentioned this before that, like, a lot of the American-born K-pop artists kind of go off sometimes you know because the korean ones i guess know to you know shove it down inside them and never let it go 
Uh, like, what do you think with Amber? I mean, like, she's been doing some solo stuff, although I don't necessarily think it was with the full support of SM, right? And, you know, recently SM has been given out solos to a lot of people, you know, like with Station and, and with other things, right? And this might be, I don't mean this to be mean, okay? And I don't mean this to, 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 like, I think Amber is a great person, right? But, like, do you think she's not getting proper backing because her skills aren't very good? Or do you think it's because they are, they just don't like her look or they don't like, they don't think she can sell? Or, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I kind of think it's like a smattering of everything. Like, from a business decision, I actually do kind of get why Amber doesn't get that much stuff. Yeah. Um, I understand that she's frustrated. I'm not trying to say that she shouldn't be frustrated. Um, I was just kind of wondering how you felt about that. Like, Well, I kind of have beef with SM kind of in general about how they handle kind of international stars because they have a lot of controversy. Um, obviously, they had controversy with some members of Super Junior with like the Chinese members and obviously EXO. Um, arguably, I, I have a theory about about Jessica and SNSD that being a, a deal also, but um, I'm not surprised at all that sm kind of is this harsh with certain things because sm i think kind of is very formulaic in certain things and if something doesn't really fit the formula they kind of discard it um like fx was actually very popular but i think that sm thought fx would not fit and would not market well and so they didn't really push fx and to a large degree, I think that applies to Amber as well. Um, whether or not her skills are are lacking or not, um, that is, I think, not too important in the K-pop industry because I think she can hold the tone, right? She can dance decently, and that's fine for most people and most groups. But SM, I think it is a business decision in their part. They're like, I don't think Amber will really sell for us to push and you know spend all this money for i mean do you think they should allow okay i know in theory right in the in the wonderful world of of theories you should allow every artist in your stable to do whatever they please and you have money up the butthole to 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 allow them to pursue all of their passions right but that that's not the world we live in right like sm's a business and I actually don't really know how the Korean public views Amber in general. And I don't know how much of that is like the chicken or egg. Like, is she not that popular because SM doesn't let her out of the cage? Or is she just not that popular because Korean people don't like her? You know, or is this this feeding, cyclical feeding thing, right? But, you know, she, she says in her Instagram post that like, you know, every year I would stay at home for weeks because nothing was coming in. Right. So instead of waiting for the past five years, she's been writing her own songs, making her own albums, producing, directing, editing videos, making concepts, all this stuff. Um, and every, you know, even after five years, I'm given the same answer. They still tell me I'm not good enough. Right. What more do I have to do? And that's heartbreaking. Right. That's really mm -hmm. sad. It's it, you with, you know, kind of going against a little bit of what I just said. It's like it, it, see, it sounds like she's doing she's willing to do a lot of the heavy work, right? She's not saying like, oh, they're not, they don't let me do anything, but she's, she's just, just sitting, sitting on her hands, right? right? Like, she's like, you know what? If I make the song, if I make the concept, right? You don't have to pay this person or this person or this person to do it, right? I'll do it. Like, just just let me promote, right? I, I do think it, that 
fucking sucks, right? That SM won't pony out a little bit of money for that. But it's kind of one of those things where at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, as as a human and as a K-pop fan, I do want her to, to be promoted. I do want to hear like her kind of mix and her kind of her style um, applied to K-pop because I actually really liked one song that she put out, um, need need to f- need to be loved or something like that, or need need to be needed, maybe need to be needed. Yes, that I remember it was some song, and I remember when I heard it, I was like, oh man, this is really different than like mm-hmm. like other K-pop songs, and I really really dig it. It kind of has this really like chill feel to it, and I was like, I would love to hear more of this kind of like music from Amber, and I don't think she's lying when she said when she says she's doing all this stuff because. I legitimately believe that she is. And I think it's a shame that SM, you know, doesn't even give her a little of a push. And that the answer that she's always getting is like, no, basically, um, no, because we don't think you'll sell is basically kind of, I think the answer that they're giving her um, from a business kind of cold hearted, humanless standpoint depends on your contract. If you sign a contract that says we have to pony up, you know, this and this and this and this, you know, like very American style kind of, if if you sign on with us, we we will make three of your albums. Blah 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 blah. There's very, I think, standard kind of contracts with certain artists and music companies and producing companies in America, and depends on your contract. If if they don't have to produce you, if they don't have to promote you, then they don't have to promote you. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Right, right. I mean, we've been talking about this kind of mistreatment of foreign, you know, non-Korean K-pop stars, right? And so that leads me to the next uh, news article, which is, um, you remember the group Chocolate, Josh? Yeah. Um, it, it, no, there was the name was spelled weird. If I remember, Chocolate. Is yeah, chocolate. Sh- sh- chocolate or something. Yeah. No e, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The the French French spelling, way to spell. Yeah. Um. So if you don't know cho- Chocolate, Chocolate, uh, they were a girl group, and their their gimmick was is that every member of Chocolate was um half half something korean and something else yeah um and the last song that they made was black tinkerbell in 2013 it's been quite a long time i don't know if it's been multiple multiple years but they never technically disbanded and so for many 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 years um fans were like yo what's going on you know what's happening i i don't really understand um and i think finally they they did disband and K-pop, I don't know how to say this this website's name. K-pocalypse, K-pocalypse, K-pocalypse. Um, this website they interviewed one of the members of uh, Chocolate. Um, her name's Melanie Melanie Lee, and it's actually a really really good interview um, because again you don't really get an inside look at how the training process is and what they go through with a lot of you know K-pop stars. Uh, not that they were stars, but <laughs> they were K-pop idols. Idols, so, yeah, right. And the the craziest thing about this interview is kind of her description of like, like so the gimmick of their group was to get foreigners. That's their gimmick. Half foreign, um, not just half foreign, Fair but play. most of these girls are not like they were didn't grow up in Korea, right? They grew up. A lot of them were actually like grew up in like army bases or in America or other countries, right? They're, they're not really Korean. And yet their company would always be angry at them for not being Korean. Like they would say, Oh, you're being, 
too rude here or you're too fat, right? Like because, you know, non-Koreans have more fat in certain places and you need to watch that. Or like, you know, you're not talking Korean. You're, you're not doing the right facial expression at the exact time like a Korean would. Or, you know, you're not uh, acting like a Korean would in this situation. Um, and, and it's so crazy to me that a K-pop company... It's like they're using, and this is something's growing up here that we know. Like, they're using the label of foreigner, right? They're using the the look of the foreigner, but they don't actually want the foreigner part. Yeah, they're playing the foreigner card, but they're not all winning, right? They they, they just like the look of the card. They don't want to play it. They just want you to look at it and then kind of turn away, right? Like, <laughs> the- yeah. And it's so crazy to me. I mean, she goes in a lot of details of just like, like everything she did, nothing was ever good enough. You know, she never once had a positive experience with anybody at her company. And the reason why they just stopped making music is because they were locked into a certain term contract and their manager or their company head was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't like y'all anymore. You guys aren't worth it anymore. So I'm just not going to, you, you just, I'm not going to give y'all any chance to make music. So they literally just sat there and did other things for two years or something until their contract ran out. Wow, sad. Right. And, and, and like, and they were also, of course, like forbidden to tell people why. So that's why for years people were like, yo, what's up with chocolate? You know, what's, what up with that? Because I, I like Black Tinkerbell. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and they could never tell anybody that they, they just, just just their company hated blacked that. out yeah yeah well, you know one of the saddest things like near the end she kind of throws in this thing real quick although it's really sad is that she she would be so sad and so depressed that she like resorted to like self-harming herself and nobody like even the the like when they found out like the company found out they were just like don't do it you know they didn't send her to a psychologist or they didn't get her counseling which again, as we both know, is is a very Korean thing to do, right? Um, they were just like, you know, just don't do it. Hmm. Isn't that sad, Josh? <laughs> it is very sad, but I am not surprised. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of these, you have to remember, a lot of these kind of K-pop heads and like the higher ups in K-pop companies, they are very much old school, like old heads in in, in all sense of the word. Um, they are presuming a lot of certain things, right? And for them, K-pop idols are not humans. They're products. And so I'm not surprised that this is what it was. And it's very sad to see this side of the entertainment industry, the K-pop entertainment industry, but it's a very real thing. I think a lot of people know of it as well like a lot of k-pop fans know that k-pop idols lives are very difficult k-pop companies are very greedy and and yet nothing changes well and but but that's the 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 crazy thing about you know the amber story and and melanie's story it's like it's like they're they're treated as even worse than products because they're foreign it's like they Mm. you know they're Products are, are fine if you let the products be products, but if you don't let them be products, that's even worse, right? If you if you train them and made them go through this hardship and it's like, yeah, but then you can't do anything, right? That's like even worse than, you know, yeah, 
than the the normal sad story, I guess. Yeah, because you're going through all that the hardship. You're just like, and I'm going to be able to, you know, make it. I'm going to be able to do what a what my dream is to do. And then they're like, no. Why can't you do your dream? Because I don't like you anymore. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't pre-plan these all these stories linking together, but they all just do because also in the last month, Shannon. Oh, who, Shannon. by the way, uh, she's not in a girl group. I had a brain fart. I was yeah. like, she's in a girl group. She's not. She's yeah. like a solo singer. She right. is she half or is she? I, I think she's half. I think yeah. I, anyway, she's a uh, half white, half something. <laughs> Maybe all white. I don't know. Um, she, we do our research here. <laughs> welcome welcome to, to, to dumpster diving. Yeah. Um, that's not important though. The details aren't important. Shannon, obviously, she's a foreigner. Mm-hmm. And she didn't grow up in Korea, and she's under MBK. And one of the things that happened was that apparently um, uh, MBK announced via Twitter that sh- that Shannon was going to be the MC for Daya's showcase. Um, Daya was having a showcase for their new song, mm-hmm. and Shannon found out via Twitter. Wow. Like, so she tweeted, like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh... How did I not know that? You know, um, I think it was on Instagram. Sorry, she commented like, how did I know that? I just found this out and none of the people in my company care to tell me what the fuck is my company doing? That's what Shannon wrote. Um, and then she started liking all these Instagram comments of people telling her to leave MBK. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh, boy. Like, obviously, that one is not to the same level because that. I don't actually, that has nothing really to do with Shannon being a foreigner, but she is a foreigner and it did happen to her. So, I, you know, some weird company shit did happen to her. Um, but MBK, known for a very long time, be kind of shady, kind of shady. Well, speaking of Daya, Josh, uh, Daya did release a new song, which I have not heard yet. And we may or may not talk about that in our next main episode. We'll see how good it but is. But if you didn't know, for this release, Daya added two new members. Is that right? They added two more motherfucking members. Did they already add? They already added. I actually don't know if that's true. Did they already add some members and then now they're adding more members? The, I don't so know. How, so how many members does Dia have now? Uh, I'm going to look up on Wikipedia right now, Josh, just for you. Or Dia. It's Dia. It's definitely yeah. Dia. Um, I just remember, I just like saying it the, the Mexican Spanish way. I wish this yeah. Wikipedia had one of these uh, timeline things, color coded timeline things, but they do not. Um, yeah, so they added a new member in 2016. Man, really, really shuffling up there. Uh, of course, Cheon and Kathy left for a little bit for Produce, and then they came back after Produce. Um, and then, yeah, now they recently just added two more. Uh, isn't that crazy though? Like they're still adding more groups. Like they debuted in 2015. <laughs> I mean, they're still making member changes. Still like, making member changes. changes. What? What are you doing? Like, they're still trying to just throw shit at the wall and like, please like us. Yeah. Interesting, and, right? And that's and that's why IOI has disbanded because everybody wants a piece of that pie, but they still don't know what the fuck they do. Yeah. Yeah. And and. We've said before, like, I guess I, I, it's not actually that strange to add new members. It it just seems like, it just seems like Daya is ever-changing, right? Right? Because they had their... Like fucking jewelry or something. Yeah. Yeah. They, they may not actually change that much because technically Cheon and Kathy never left, but it felt like people left 
and then came back and then now they're more adding two members. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, Hyona, it was said recently that she was going to come back with a Troublemaker. Uh, yeah, I heard about this news. But it's not the same motherfucking Troublemaker. It's not a Hyunsung from... It's not Hyunsung. Well, he's not technically part of anything now, is he? He's not. So he would yeah. have been, you would think, perfect yeah. for duetting with. Um, I, I didn't write down who... I actually don't know who they ended up deciding, if they did decide. I think I read somewhere that it was going to be a trio. Yeah, it's two two guys now. Right, from... Um, What's that group? The Pentagon group, I think, is another cute boy group. I hope I'm not wrong on that. But, like, uh, they're still going to use the Troublemaker name. Isn't that weird? It's like, why just make it something else? Make it called Gangbang. I mean, come <laughs> on. We're going to have two dude dudes. Eiffel Tower, you know? <laughs> Call it something. Fucking hell, Steven. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Speaking of other members, Tiara. You're going to have to mute that. <laughs> 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 I was not ready for that. <laughs> you know, I got we've been talking about some serious you're stuff. You're right, you're right. You gotta loosen it up a little bit. Um Tiara are uh two members of Tiara are also gonna leave and not surprised at the end of May. Boram and Soyeon. Their contracts end in May, but the other four girls uh, that are remaining, Unjung, I never know how to pronounce this girl's name. Cree? <laughs> Cutie? Cutie? Oh, it's a Q in the re. Uh, Cutie, Hyomin, and Jian, they they have all resigned. But, you know, Tiara is, while Daya is gaining members, Tiara has been siphoning members for quite a long time. Weird. Um, speaking of other dumpster news, uh, Min's contract from Miss A is also about to expire, although she has not decided whether or not she will leave Miss A. What's left of Miss A? See, the, here's the thing with Miss A, right? It's like only one girl left. But it feels like to me, and I always get this confused, but it felt like Miss A was already dead. Right. right? I get them confused with like Four Minute, who's legitimately dead, right? And like, um, who, what other groups disbanded last year? You know, Wonder Girls is, is, is officially disbanded. Like all these other groups have officially disbanded, and I always get Miss A stuck in there because we did a retrospective for we, them. We, we've made that mistake before, though. Yeah, we did make that mistake before. Um, but, you know, this might be another nail in that coffin. Um, if Min decides not to renew again, another person who, although she is Korean, but she did grow up in America. I mean, here's the thing about Miss A though. Like they only had four members and one leaving was already pretty huge. If another member leaves, then Miss A is going to be officially done. True. Of course. Yeah. But you know, you keep Susie. I mean, Susie, you need the other uh, Su- Susie, she's going to be doing her solo stuff. Miss A is dead <laughs> um, in all you know, shape, yeah, in all, all forms and, and, and in all and, forms but name. Well, speaking of people leaving, okay, Taehyun uh, left Winner a couple months ago, and the reason he left Winner was officially that he was having like a health problem, psychological problems. He just couldn't deal with 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 the deal, right? That's always what they say. Yeah, that's always sure. what they say. But people were like, no, like legitimately, he had some issues, right? But it turns out that. In just three months, he's already launched a new group, uh, a band. It's called the South Club. And so uh, the funny thing is, is that in for years, it, for years, Winner could not get their shit together. Or I guess I should say Win, uh, YG couldn't get his shit together and release a song, right? But in just three months, Taehyun has already formed an entire new group 
and is working on releasing songs. They already have like a, a, a first gig together as a band. So he so he's technically no longer part of YG. This is not a YG band. It's not a YG band. It's like his own thing or I didn't I don't know I didn't know he left left YG. Uh, but this is from what I'm reading in this article, it is not tied to YG at all. He recruit he sh- uh, recruited people in January. He made a studio, official band formation, and their first gig was in March. Like weird. In three months since leaving Winter. Again, this is a guy who supposedly had like anxiety issues and 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 mental kind of issues, and yet once he was let go of Winter, he was like all hyped and shit and making his own group. I'm pretty sure he left YG also. I mean, he must have if this is the case, right? I mean, I don't, I don't want to seem insensitive, but he might have feigned all this stuff so YG would release him for his contract. I mean, you that's what you, it sounds wait, like. Wait, you, you think he feigned it? I think that is all bullshit and none of that ever happened. Yeah, f- he feigned it. Like He's like, oh, I have mental issues. So I need to leave YG as a company. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. We'll let you go. Wait, so... He faked it, feigned it. No, no, I I, I know what the word yeah, feigned what, means. What you... I'm saying, you think he actually was like, do you think he was actually like, oh, God, like, or do you think when, when you're making this hypothetical situation, when you're saying he's feigning it, do you mean he's just saying it or he actually is going through the entire process of like, oh, man, like, I just can't deal with this. I can't deal with it. Like, I, th- I think he's going through the entire process and like getting doctor's notes and stuff so he can officially leave YG. That that to me is fucking crazy. I think. Wait, it's do you possible. think they do that? Okay, whenever they say that shit, I when I say they're faking it, I just mean like everybody knows he didn't want to be in winter, but uh, YG can't say that, so he just they just say that he's got mental issues. Not like Taehyun was legitimately like faking sick, like at school or something. I think it could be both, to be honest. Because really, yeah. Wait, do you think that for other K-pop groups too? Sometimes, sometimes no. This is blowing my mind, dude. Sometimes sometimes I do think it's kind of just what they say, like what you think. Like, oh yeah, well she has like Hyuna's thing, like she has to leave for health problems. I don't I don't think that she legitimately left for health problems. I think they were like, okay. But do you a- think she faked health problems? No, I don't think I don't think she faked health problems at that time. So what and I'm legitimately trying to get to the bottom of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like so what why do why I think do that I, you this? yeah, why do you think that for this one? I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. This weirded me out because, like, mental because I because th- the thing about mental health in Korea, it's it's looked down upon, <laughs> right? As as a whole, sure. And for for some reason, it just it just seems like he could be like you're you're. I think maybe because you think faking mental issues is much more plausible than faking an actual illness. Is that what you're saying? I think it's easier to do in Korea. Because people don't really know so much about it. Okay, I don't understand this thought process. That's why it's it's. Very it, it's funny just a, it's a, for me. It's just a random thought that I have. That it's just a random feeling that I have that he could have probably just. How dare you say that for Taehyun? How dare you, Josh? Because he how just came out three months. Because just three months later. Right, right. right. But th- that's under the assumption that. There was the, the right. I thought the general con- assumption for news like this was well, of course, because there was never a mental illness, because that's just the lying thing that every company says mm. to whenever they want to kick somebody out, right? Right. You know, or sometimes they go ham and they're like, 
let's look up a Zanga post from seven years ago to kick Jay <laughs> Parker, you know? Like, right. Uh, it was, uh, you know, anyways. Anyways, I. Interesting. So, but, but we can both agree fake. Yeah, fake, fake news. Fake somehow. Fake, fake somehow. somehow. Speaking of fake, this, this is uh, not a great transition, but I find this really funny because I, A, I actually don't think this is fair. B, I don't. I, I, I love Sejan and Mina. I just don't believe there are girls this good in life, okay? Which is Sejong and Mina were revealed to share their income from IOI with the other members of Gugudan. What? Yeah. Isn't That's that, fucking nuts. Isn't that fucking nuts? Like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's some sort of contractual it says, obligation. It says, even in this Reddit post, own choice at the end. It says from their own choice. That's a fucking lie. Can't be their own choice. They probably got strong armed into it. Maybe. Maybe. That's here's the conspiracy thinking, Josh. See, I, I wanna know. I wanna believe in the goodness of girls and such, but the reality of it, let's take off our K pop glasses for a moment. This is a business. Why you've worked one full year very rigorously to probably make beans and you're going to share with your coworkers. But see, here's the other thing is that I'm actually not sure. I don't think they make that much money from IOI. Or here's the thing. It says share, but it could have been like 90%, 1%, 1%, 1%. You know, we gave them like 5% of our earnings. That's true. We could be like, we bought you chicken with our IOI money. Um, I, I bought you a soda from the. It was five percent of my earnings. That's true, but Sejong was it was in a lot of stuff. See, that's what I'm saying. It, it, because what is the scope of their IOI earnings? Right? That's is true. it just is it just their like promotions? You know, is it just from their CD? Is it just from you know? Does it does it extend to CFs? Does it extend to their appearance fees on Variety? You know. So here's the thing: the actual articles in Korean, which I'm sure you could read if you really want. Um, so all I have to go from is the translated Reddit post title, okay? And so word for word, it says, Sejon and Mina revealed to both share their income with members of Gugudan, including profits from IYCF's own choice, right? But it says the first part is that they share their income, whether they get maybe just Sejon solo shit on TV shows. That is her income, right? Like, that's crazy that, but it is very Korean. Right, like I think for many years they said like um, Susie, and Hannah and Susie would share all her money. Um, again, maybe not evenly, but she would share her profits when she did like a hundred times more things, right, than the rest of the group. Or like Soyeon from AOA, who was the it girl of Korea for many, many, many years. Like she also supposedly shares her income with AOA, but but as you said, yeah, we don't know the percentage of that, right? And here, uh, and those aren't as shocking to me because. Arguably, even though Miss A and and you know Four Minute, they are kind of the main members of those groups, or were the main members of those groups. They were still kind of pro- propelled into those positions because they're part of the group. So I can understand when they share, like, like they weren't famous before the group, right? Right. The group made them quote f- like famous, right? But IOI, Google Don, like Google Don was not a group before IOI was made. You know, like for me, there's no reason why you would share your profits. 
Right, but she's been, in theory, training with these girls to prepare to debut as a group for many, many years. Like, these are so. your 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 chingus, right? These are your good friends. I mean, I'm sh- the thing is, I want to believe that there are people that nice and kind, right? I bet it's but only a small portion of the income, like maybe like five or ten percent, which is actually not small, but you mean yeah. like per member? Because there's a shit ton of Goo Goo Doll members. Man. Yeah, they they probably like have because. The thing about K-pop contracts is they're very ambiguous and they're very much a mystery to a lot of people and how how they do. You mean they're ambiguous like to us, not the actual Yeah, not contract. to insiders, right? Not to insiders. But I think they're very hush-hush about a lot of things. Right, right. It, it just sounded like you meant the wording of the contracts were oh, no, ambiguous. No, 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 no. I meant like ambiguous to anyone who's not in the K-pop industry or even even more so maybe even within the company, you know. I got gotcha. you. Uh I mean I'm I'm trying to think of a better word cuz ambiguous is not the correct yeah, word. Yeah, not ambiguous, but maybe uh, um just unknown. Unknown, a mystery, a mystery. Mysterious. Yeah, a mystery. Um you know how you love it when I hate on your words, right Josh? Yeah, but to be fair, I do say really strange <laughs> words. Uh, all right. Well, to be fair, let's move on to something that I'm not sure if it will really happen. All right. But apparently there will be or there are new laws in the workings in Korea. Okay. That will force male celebrities and athletes to immediately enlist once they're called and they can no longer delay enlistment. Right. Mm. And the idea of that is is crazy to me that is crazy yes right because like there's a whole science i think to when male idols and actors um go to the army right yeah like mandatory enlistment right like a lot of them go right after a high point right so that there's they like leave on a high and they can come back on a high and a lot of them some of them leave on a low point, right? They haven't done anything in a while, so they're just like, oh, yes, time to go, bros. And then when they come back, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm here, you know? Um, but it's it would be a totally, I don't want to say totally different world, but it will be a substantially different world if, for example, in any boy group, right, of different age members, at any in any year, one to eight of them, depending on how they get drawn in Korea, right? However their lottery system works. Like, they might have to immediately go to the army. How fucking crazy would that be? Like, that would totally... It's like a roulette game, a Russian roulette game with boy groups then, right? Like, it would make every company want to or be hesitant in forming boy groups, I think. Because if at any moment you can lose members, right? Like, that's crazy. And that could derail your train. And I have this kind of theory about uh, K-pop cadence, um, like the cadence of like highs and lows, and this would really mess it up for a lot of companies. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like uh, you know, they plan a lot of these things yeah. at, at a certain high or at a certain low, and and if it just gets chopped right in the middle of a of a, something they're planning, right? Like that totally screws them. But we, so. Back to what you're saying. Do you think this would be a, a huge enough deterrent for companies to not make boy groups? I will say that it would be a big reason why I would bet if if this law passed or or gets goes into effect, right? Which I don't think it will. 
because Korea is run by, well, A is corrupt and B is run by giant corporations and C is run by celebrities, right? Like, I don't think this would ever happen, but if it did, 100% there'd be less boy groups. 100%. Hmm. Like, the risk of it, you might as well just invest in girl groups. Hmm. And again, I mean, there are more girl groups anyways than boy groups, you know, right. because they... Because of that, uh, arguably because of this reason. Well, I, I was going to say it's because girl groups, girls and boys like girl groups and mostly only boys like, or girls like only girls groups. like boy groups. Right. right. There's a bigger audience for girl groups in general. Right. Um, uh, but, but also, I mean, yeah, like even with the current system now, you'd still do need to think of what happens if, you know, people need to enlist. Right. Right. It's just that usually groups aren't around that long to, to have it be a legitimate issue until you're just crazy famous anyways like imagine this like say you have a boy group and it's like six members pretty small for a boy group these days so we'll say 10 actually 10 and half of them are of one age and the other ones are kind of sporadic right like year after year cycle after cycle like you could lose members for like two years that's crazy talk yeah, yeah. Like one year you could lose one, the next year you could lose three. Yeah. And then when one comes back, another two it's are gone. gone. Yeah. Like it would be a constantly evolving. Maybe, hey, here's some craziness. Maybe SM knows this, and that's why they're doing all this stuff with like NCT. NCT. Yeah. I was about to mention that because mm. a nice old Reddit person wrote that down too. Oh, word. Um, we. Yeah. Like know. if. They got inside. Maybe they got inside knowledge that this was coming down the pipeline maybe. many years ago, right? And was like, you know what? If we switch to this graduation system, it don't matter who goes in and out because there's always going to be another pure-blooded Korean dude, right, coming in the back, you know, like a like an AK forty forty eight, AKB AKB forty eight, yeah, yeah, system, man. So that, I mean, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Interesting. Um, if Korea adopted an AKB48 system for male groups, huh? I mean, we're on we're on to something, Stephen. Let's make a social experiment about this. They're already doing that. That's not the fun part. The funny part is if they had inside knowledge because of corrupt Korean government. Inside track. Well, speaking of inside track, this is a throwaway. But you know who's producing the next twice track, Josh? JYP. JYP. Yo, really? Is that true? That is true. He was tweeted out like he's unfinished. He was like, I'm finished producing the next track. He didn't say who it was, but um, there were like nine nine track sections and they had initials on them that all match up with the, with the Twice Girls. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm a little scared. I mean, we were scared before No 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 that JYP was producing as well. That's true, but... In my recent memory, he had Nomu 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 and he had Triple T. Yeah, that's a 50 50. That's a big 50 50. But, but then again, Triple T is not very conventional. That's true. That's true. If he, if this could be another Nomu Nomu Nomu, I mean, we, I would I would be so happy. Pray to K pop gods that it will be another Nomu 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 or TT. And I'm so glad it's not. The, the dude who wrote Knock Knock. Like, I'm so fucking glad it's not that dude. Thank God. Again, further proof that that is a B-side motherfucking B-side song, right? Because JYP like, is like, 
I'm going to step in on the next one. Yeah. Because, like, actually, if JYP went with another, or if Twice went with another, like, kind of no-namey lowball person, then I think that would have proved our theory of, oh, they're popular enough so that JYP doesn't have to invest that much money in them kind of theory. And if, J- if JYP is producing it or Black Eyed Pilsung was producing the next one, I think that bolsters the other theory, which was it was meant, it as, was a, meant as a B-side song, right. which is why they gave it to the no-name dude. But yeah, so you, you didn't if you didn't know that, Josh, hyped, man. Get hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah, there, there's no real hype in, in, uh, <laughs> in, this, in this era. Yeah, I guess it's 2017, so this is as hyped as I get. All right. I'm well, hyped. I only got one <laughs> last uh, news story. It's not a huge one, but speaking of hyped, we did finally find out who the Show Me the Money 6 producers were going to be. We did talk about this a little bit. And we talked about it, yeah, like in our own time. And, uh, you know, Show Me the Money 5 was kind of saved by, you know, Rain himself. They were saved B-Y. by BY. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I watched all of season five, but I didn't really like it. I didn't think it was very good. I think the songs weren't really that great. Just a step down in quality, I think. Right. Um, you know what? That's that was our general thought, right? That that if it I just wasn't that good. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see that they got you know a, a couple of different people uh, this time around. Like the biggest name is going to be a team of Zico. She's a baby. Ziako with uh, Dean. And I think that's a really, really interesting duo right there. Yeah. I'm I'm really, really excited to hear the songs they put out. I hope more Dean than Zico. Same. But, that you know, either way, like, that's a personal choice. But, like, Korea loves Zico's stuff, right? They do. So, like, those two together, I mean. Kind of unfair. Kind of unfair. Um, but I think last season uh, the producers in general didn't really make that great of a song right and so i'd be very interested um to see if zico and dean can produce a really good song even if they don't have another by right um some of the other duos is going to be tiger jk and busy yeah more of kind of an old school throwback if you guys aren't really familiar with them but they're like kind of old school k-pop rap kind of legends yeah show me the money usually has like one kind of oldie kind of kind of group like a master woo or a (laughs) crackhead master woo yeah and so that's what's pretty interesting that it's gonna be tiger jk and busy because they're Mm -hmm. such famous names in the k hip-hop scene but neither of them have really done anything of note in quite a long time Um, arguably a decade yeah and so that that's that's pretty interesting I think the other duo was Dynamic Duo. That's unfair. That's a little weird. Um, Gecko and um, Toyza. Toyza. And that's probably the weakest uh, pairing. Oh, by far. Um, and the last one, if I remember correctly, is uh, Jay Park and... Doki? Doki. Yeah. I think it's very unbalanced. Like, Zico and Dean, in theory should murk any kind of producing duo that comes out. Um, I think, I think I don't really don't know if it's AOMG that's going to trot out another producing duo because AOMG kind of has their own beef with show me the money in general and their editing. Well, it is, it is. So 
It's Jay Park and Doki. It's Jay Park and Doki. That's yeah. that's a crazy combo. Like, cause last epi- last season there was an entire AOMG team, right? Uh, it was Simon Dominic and Sam Gray. B. Yeah. And then they had an Illionaire team with Doki and the Quiet. And so this time they are merging AOMG and Illionaire, which is kind of crazy because why why <laughs> they they produce such different music yeah one is like kind of older school i hope Korean it's, i hip-hop. hope it's more aomg than alienaire yeah but show me the money has always been pretty one-sided for certain things like last uh, uh season i i forgot but they had gill and mad clown yeah very at, as a team like that's super unbalanced um zico was uh, a judge in season four he was with palo alto yeah palo alto um also, kind of a more uh, well-known rapper in the underground scene, but not so much mainstream, I think. Yeah. I think this is definitely the most mainstream judges. Oh, by far. Uh, I, I guess I guess Tiger JK, I don't know. Um, I mean, they're mainstream enough. I think they're famous enough that people know them regardless. Yeah, you're not Jinushan? Jinushan. <laughs> Although I, I do miss brand new music. I do miss brand new music being part of yeah. this. Um, because I don't know what some of those dudes been doing. I'm, I'm going to shoot this at you, Stephen. If you had to choose, I, I'm assuming it's four judges, right? Or four teams. Yes. Um, if you had to stick to that four-team concept, what would be your dream team um, four teams for Show Me The Money? Obviously, you got to have Jay Park and Gray. Jay Park and Gray. They were AOMG. on the last season. and AOMG. You got to have the AOMG. Super important. You gotta have G Dragon and Mino, I think would be really fucking crazy. You're right. never gonna get them. Um or, or G Dragon like and, or G Dragon uh, Taeyun. Oh, you know G Dragon anybody? YG. Basically YG. YG. Right? Well they, there's been YG teams before. Like the the top Jin heads Sean the top heads of YG. And uh Tablo, right? But yeah, it's gotta be G Dragon plus somebody YG, right? Thing. Like Mino or Bobby, maybe. No, but I would prefer Mino. Yeah, yeah someone who's a producer. I, I think that's like a good, uh, uh, that would sell a million tickets, right? Um, I'm trying to think of someone from a different, I, I personally want brand new music. Like okay. I think like Asani, Verbal Gent, which I, they've also mm. been together before in the past, okay. would be pretty cool. Although I think if we're going to mix, I think like uh, a Verbal Gent and... Ooh. Ooh, the name was in my brain hole and it just escaped. It just fucking farted out. Uh, well, before I get to that one, then I, I do think Dean and Zico is a really good team. I think that's really also a good, good one. Um, but I, you know what? I want an indie team. I want like a groovy room slash. Um, what's another super indie? But, but how about maybe a bum key? As a producer, though. A bum key makes some good like RB hip hop tracks, though. True, but I don't want Bumkey. Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll say like Sonny and Bumkey. Sonny Bumkey. Okay. Or Verbal Jim Bumkey. Something S- like that. Verbal Jim. Verbal Jim. Sonny Bumkey as a trio. Okay. Gang bang. All right. Um, and then the last one I want super indie. I super want, indie. How indie is super indie? I want some no name motherfuckers. I want some DPR live. Whoa. You know that? No, 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 I'm just kidding. I, I I don't even know if he produces his own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I do want like a groovy room and uh, someone who does more like chill hip hop. Because I think chill hip hop, 
Like the 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 worst thing about Show Me the Money is that all the fucking rappers rap the same way. They're it's always all about hype. Like bravado hip hop. Yeah, I want like a chill, more quote unquote American y kind of thing. So I think Groovy Moon plus somebody. I can't I can't think of a name right now. If if I could change the format, and if we're talking about like super hypotheticals here, I would want a a team of foreign producers. Oh well, now you just cheating. No, nah, I mean I'm, I'm cheating. cheating. I'm cheating, but I I would like to see that. I think that'd be very interesting. Future and <laughs> no, I mean, no, not, I mean they would never do it, but I'm saying just like maybe some foreign producers that are popular in Korea. Sure, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know what? Also, be cool if we can find out a way to reanimate dead people, and so then. <laughs> Then we could do if we're talking Michael about Jackson, total, total yeah. hypothetical. If we're going to total hypothetical, Michael Jackson and Pitbull together. <laughs> Pitbull really? Pitbull's going to be that? Right. That would be a Pitbull's not even dead. All right. Well, no, you reanimate. You can't have two dead people. One's got to be alive. One's got to be dead. Right? Come on. I mean, if we're going to go full hypothetical, <laughs> all right. Beethoven, Mozart. Mozart. All right. What well, is there any other like Korean producers? Four teams. For me, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of my picks would be similar. I think one of those teams, you know, it'd be really interesting, um, if it was just like maybe some more well-known, um, like, uh, artists that aren't necessarily rap teams, quote unquote, but like rappers, like, uh, maybe if Rapmon was on a team, that'd be really interesting, I think, or, you know, if they were, if they kind of did this system where they they mixed them all up and chose them from a hat. That would be, I think, really interesting. Yeah, but when you're making That's a never song, gonna happen. it yeah, can't be randos. That, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But I'm just saying, cool, interesting TV. All right, well, how about this, though? Okay. What if it's show me the money format, right? Four teams of two people each, producers, but it's K-pop and not hip-hop. Oh, hey. Hmm. Because I, I mean, I want to. I would watch brave, the fuck okay, out of it that. It would be Brave Sound and Brave Bras. <laughs> hey, brave Sound. There would be a Brave Sound team. A Black Guy Pilsung team. Black Guy Pilsung team. A Ryan Jun team. Ryan Jun team. Maybe a double psychic double team. Psychic. Just pretty much all the groups we like. Yeah, all the <laughs> all the producers we like. All the girl group producers that we like. Um, yeah, that's not a great one because yeah, it's not um, fair. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> but you know, Show Me the Money is like. Always terrible. It's an always just awful competition show because it's actually really bad at, at providing the best competition. Like the way they set up that show and how quickly they go through it is like bonkers terrible. It's but, all it's a fucked up fiesta. But I'm all but I feel like I'm always gonna watch it. Really? Because it it is still very important at least you know last three years to the korean zeitgeist right in a music scene yeah like general. all those songs always chart incredibly well regardless of their quality right um it's just the better they are the longer they stay on the chart but they always chart well usually initially right in general like i i feel like we, neither one of us can like ignore it ignore it right for example like produce is something i think we can't ignore because they're none of, as for right now none of their shit is trending at all right that, that we know of. Um, although you did say that some of your kids were singing. The but it's the all-girls middle school, so. My all-girl middle school ain't never sang that song. Hmm. You know what, though? My all-girls school is like, from what I've heard, it's like one of the, the not great ones, right? Because yeah, you, you used I to work there, not right? not particularly like it, now. And like, 
the students look they never they they're not like what i pictured an all girls school would be like they all kind of like hate life and they they their english is really not good so they like really hate participating which is crazy to me because mostly girls are are really good at participating um so it it is it's totally not like what i what i pictured so they're, they're not running around singing rookie and they're not running around singing knock knock like i haven't seen them running around singing anything um kind of shuffling their feet grumbling most of the time eh? yeah 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 so it's weird to me that your the, your new girl school is totally different right my new girl school is a dream oh wait you have better luck than me who would have who would have thunk unless it? it's in grand blue apparently <laughs> shit like a grand blue we're gonna keep talking about grand blue and never explain it um, yeah i mean we kind of explained it it's a game <laughs> it's a game yeah, were you MLB, the, the BTS, and the... the <laughs> FLB, and the Guild Wars, Dagger Weapon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? That's going to be it for, I guess, this after show of Dumpster Diving. You know, before we end, though, I need to thank people on Patreon. I was supposed to do it kind of halfway through, but I think I did a a pretty good job. I'm going to self-clap myself, okay? Yeah. A pretty good job of linking the stories together in a kind of digestible way, Whoa. which so- I absolutely did not plan when I just... Made a list of random topics. Oh, yeah. Uh, where I'm from, when we say clap, it means shoot somebody. <laughs> so when you were like, self-clap really? myself, I was like, Eagle. oh, okay. I, I, you go praise yourself. Oh, we I, say, I'm going to pat man. myself in the back. I mean, we say that too, but I'm a self-clapping. I'm like, I was, you know, I'm oh, clapping for myself. Don't clap you. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, where I'm from, we just call that killing a motherfucker's cuddle. We also call that killing. I'm a good boy. I don't know. I don't know how you Californians talk about fucking clapping. You said I'm not a good boy. (laughs) Wow. You talking about clapping. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh, You're right. I'm talking about shooting people. You're right. Okay. Uh, I want to thank the people who do- donated to us on Texas Patreon. Came out. <laughs> it did. It did donated to us on Patreon. You know what? As a treat to you guys, I'm gonna do this all in the Texas accent. Yeehaw. A really bad one. Here we go. So thank all y'all peoples for donating to us on Patreon. Um, we got a lot of people who donate ten dollars more every single month. Uh, so I want to thank. <laughs> this is terrible. Throw um, you, throw you here. I want to. <laughs> see, I, I'm from Texas, and I'm a. I'm really bad with accents, right? Josh knows this. And B, I, I don't even know those things because people don't talk like that from my city. Um, I want to thank Emma. Emma L. Sounds like a foreigner. I don't know if I like that. Uh, Rachel W. You got a good old nice name right there. American name. <laughs> American name. Joanne J. Derek D. Justin BD. Sounds like a hunting name. I like that name. Uh, ben P. Charlene J. And of course, the most Jesus. The most Jesus. Thank you guys for donating $10. Omar, it, you know, if you hated that, absolutely hated that, you know, feel free to uh, never donate to us again. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, you hear? <laughs> you hear? Uh, y'all hear you go from the cow and the band and then the hand. Um, thank you guys for donating on Patreon, yeah, that, that allowing us bad. this dumpster dive. Yeah. Uh, again, this is the most after show-ish after show you're ever going to hear. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to read the review later in our next main episode, but one of the reviews that we got since the last episode was like, I'm a new listener 
And, you know, I really want to like this show, but like they're just so uh, sad and they're so depressed about music <laughs> nowadays. And adding on this kind of uh, super random, super blathering kind of half serious, half whatever the fuck after, after show. show. Um, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. But uh, now nowadays we're only going to have one after show every month. And if we don't have a set topic, they might all be dumpster diving. Yeah. So look forward to that. You know what? Tell us what you think about this dumpster diving. All right. It's been a while since we've done one. Yeah. We don't normally talk about news partially because it's nine times out of 10 conjecture on conjecture. Right. But like some people might like that kind of thing. So if you hate this kind of after show, tell us. Right. We'll think of something else to do. Um, but yeah, until next week's main episode where we have an insane amount of big name groups, like in hopefully games, amount. hopefully games. People in our Slack channel said it, it's our best chance at a Breaking positive, the, happy podcast so far in 2017. Breaking the 2017 curse. So we'll see you guys then. Bye. 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 Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Yeah.